to talk about has been uh, our Twilight 2000 game. It takes place in Eastern Europe, in uh, Poland. Uh, in that world, World War Three has happened, and I felt that it's been too close maybe to what's going on in the real world, but it's an alternate history, and the players are fine with it, so I guess that's okay if you don't want to hear about that and it gives you too much reference to what's going on in the Ukraine right now. Uh, again, this is like Poland in a World War III alternate history, um, US, versus so US and NATO versus Soviets in the Warsaw Pact. But uh, if that kind of triggers you, well, you, know, you don't have to listen. But I know some of my most popular episodes are those that are recapping what our survivors are doing uh, in the Twilight 2000 universe. And I'm trying to catch up here. Uh, with what has gone on the last couple sessions. So when we left out, I had been talking, or the survivors had uh, led an assault against a marauder uh, depot in the heart of Krakow. It was a KGB fomented plot uh, whereby the marauders would distract uh, enough that perhaps a coup could happen where they would get rid of the Dovagda um, Yosef and replace him with uh, one of their moles um, or someone that was more tractable. However, the survivors had caught on to that plot and decided to act assaulting the marauders um, as they could with some of their allies. They actually uh, had convinced uh, the Dovagda and the Warta, his bodyguard, that this was inevitable and they had actually been able to secure a third of the Warta force, uh, three squads of armed men to help them assault the Marauder Depot, as well as some, eight, uh, I guess they're called the Nazarene, but they work for the US uh, DIA in the city. Um, and they got a couple squads of those guys. So they assaulted this Marauder base and were doing pretty well. Uh, when we left off, they had pretty much more than decimated the Marauders, killing about 50% of them and moving on towards the railroad depot. Meanwhile, one of the group, uh, a German spy named Jonesy, had decided to take a, a group of men, a squad of men from the survivor group to uh, watch where they felt the KGB base was located, which is in the museum uh, associated with the old university in Krakow. And about 2 a.m., the team got to the university to watch and wait. So just as a note, my wife takes incredible notes, and I'm using her notes as touchstones for what happened. It's pretty neat. So I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine pages of notes that she has taken in like a little, um, you know, uh, a5 sized notebook which is pretty neat so um so yeah so jonesy and his group are waiting about 4 a.m when the assault hits at the railroad station they can hear the guns going they know they see that four people leave from the museum 
um, where Jonesy had been in before, and he'd actually killed a person there. Um, they have looks like they have AKMs, and one has a pistol. Uh, Jonesy's group trails them, and they kind of parallel them until they get to the checkpoint, where they meet up with um, with one with someone they had knew they were going to be there. It was Pavel uh, uh, Walk one of the uh, I think they're Walkowitz or Wozniak brothers that they had met uh, who were part of the Warda. So he happens to be there. So um, they get permission to climb up to the guard tower where they re-spot this group and a firefight uh, ensues. And they learn that at the same time, that and, and Pavel Wozniak also learns down below while this firefight starts um, and they kind of injure these presumed KGB agents um, force them to go to ground. They fail their uh, coolness under fire. That's the mechanic when you get shot at or ambushed. Uh, you have to make that, and you have to. And you fail that, you drop uh, prone and can't do anything for a round as you um, regain your wits. But uh, Wozniak is arguing with the the sergeant in charge of the of the of the watch. There, there's like a couple squads of Polish uh, army soldiers, the Ormo. And uh, there's an argument going on, but the, there's a firefight going on at the same time. And uh, Jonesy radios Wilkins, and and he, Wilkins tells him that there's this argument in Poland in Polish. So Jonesy has to go down, and it has to while the firefight is going on and, and try to deal with this. Eventually, they they are able to take out these KGB agents. And um, what happens at, on the ground is that Pavel Wozniak has. Uh, determined that the sergeant on duty appears to be hostile and was going to actually let these KGB agents in um, as a prearranged with a prearranged signal and code. So the sergeant has four others that are on his side. So it's like equal numbers of sort of Polish, say, loyalists versus P Polish uh, uh, bribed KGB uh, forces. But the Americans kind of the survivors tip the balance with three of them there, um, Hall, Wilkins, and Jonesy, and uh, a short gun battle ensues. Uh, Jonesy draws as he confronts the KGB agent, shoots him. The man fires back but misses, and then Pavel Wozniak takes him down, which actually works out well uh, that the Polish person took down the other Polish person as opposed to Jonesy taking him down. There are many for stand down, uh, you know, disarmed, etc., and and then Jonesy uh, touches base with Kasha. Kasha says, "Well, um, yeah, the we're moving forward. We almost taken the rail station." And Jonesy says, "Well, now I gotta get up to the castle because there's a plot afoot." So um, that's kind of what happened with Jonesy as a side in the initial session where we restarted. But then uh, let's get back to what's going on in the rail station. We kind of stopped in the middle there. Um, and this is actually very interestingly, Amy noted that this is actually 20, August 7th, 2000. It's 21 days after the Battle of Kalitz or so, and their seventh or so day in Krakow. So within a week here, I guess the morning of the seventh, eighth day, um, the survivors who rolled into Krakow a few days ago are making an impact. So we start 
off that group with Ronson opening fire from the 50 cal. A couple of marauders are are killed there in the main line of in front of the the rail depot. Um, Stefan Chernoff he sees equipment among the people and he he actually finds an RPG that has been discarded. It does have one warhead nearby and one is loaded, but uh, they were able to surprise uh, the marauders in the refugee camp and take him out. Um, so the Nazarene are held up on both the north and south sides of the rail depot uh, by uh, marauders who are resilient. They don't want to give. They won't, they won't give. Um, and they're uh, wounding and taking down um, some of the, the Nazarene. And I kind of did this as, I know in a way I made each unit of five sort of um, a single mob in a way. And I had them fire in groups of five and then took off hit points based on uh, the amount of damage that was done from the, you know, say each quote unquote squad has like 20 or so hit points, right? So, so it kind of worked out pretty well that way. Um, and it went back and forth very dynamically. So I enjoyed that. So um, anyway, uh, so the Nazarene and the Marauders are kind of in a stalemate as the Warta pushes forward on the west side of the Marauder uh, encampment, um, or I guess uh, they're called um, fortifications. Uh, Grunts also opens up and kills one. Um, and then uh, also, uh, this is a side note, Hall uh, with the Jonesy's group did get injured and had a punctured lung and needed to go to the hospital before he succumbed. So, so like, like, in a way you can abstract damage, but I think for uh, NP named NPCs, um, you know, we kind of, at the end of the fight or at the end of their fight, we can determine, you know, what happened there. Hopefully it's not bad because if you get like a, the worst thing, in the, so you more or less uh, mobs in this game, whether you're a PC or NPC, have four to six, uh, quote unquote hit points wounds that they can take uh, damage is pretty lethal um, on average you know two shots from a pistol one shot from an assault rifle definitely one shot from something heavier will kill you in this game or take take out a mob um, for for named uh, mobs or NPCs and PCs you then you would go to then they could become incapacitated if they're incapacitated um, then see if they have a critical wound and it's a critical wound is essentially what kill you. Um, so you roll on the table to see how many, you know, depending on how many critical wounds you've taken. And then if it's a, it's a hit to the head, like uh, there's a chance that you're just instantly killed. Um, same with the, and then the other, other things, they're like, um, they could be lethal or not. And then you see how long it takes before you need to stabilize them before uh, the lethality occurs. And it could be anywhere from, from a, a round to a, a shift, or even like the next day on some of them, depending like if it's a limb, a critical or lethal limb shot and they bleed out or whatever. There's also chances of infection, but uh, that's further down the road. So anyway, um, here it looks like, um, looks like the group assaulting the rail station are doing pretty well. Ronson fires again, killing a few. They're about to break um, and then what, Stefan Chernov and Kasha are moving up to get behind, uh, at least to, to get behind the marauders who are holding out on the north side against the Nazarene. And um, eventually, I think what happens is after a few 
a few exchanges, uh, rounds in the gaming parlance, um, as what top sees like a guy climbing up to the roof, probably to get to the mortar and try to rain down mortars on the, on the, uh, APC. Uh, but that guy is taken out. Um, so it seems that, uh, I'm trying to think here if there's anything other than, yeah, Kasha actually, when she sees some of the warder taking some return fire from the remnants of the marauders, she kind of falls back and helps them to stabilize um, on the south side. Eventually, uh, they the Nazarene pushes forward, and they uh, one of the marauders is captured. Um, they capture one person on the north side. As um, the most interesting thing that happens is Chernov uh, t tosses a grenade, uh, takes fire back and forth. Um, one guy uh, gives up; the other guy fights to the death, but he is able to secure a prisoner. And finally, uh, they secure the rail station, and um, Kasha joins the rest of the group. They all get together, um, and she heads into the railroad station looking for the kid's mom. They find a lot of other prisoners and refugees that this marauder group has sort of captured to use for labor um, and other stuff. And they find uh, the mom. She's still alive, so that's happy, happy. And uh, she will hopefully, after treating the mom for wounds um, will, and making sure she's all right, we'll be able to reunite her, uh, this woman named Maria, with her children who are, of course, uh, held up, or not held up, but they're taking refuge in St. Maria's Basilica uh, with the forces of the Papal States. So um, Tops is able to get to secure the mortar, but then the rest of the group, um, hearing that Jonesy was going to get up to the castle, wants to get down there, or at least take Jonesy's position where the uh, KGB, um, supposed KGB hideout was going on. So the the principles, so that is um, Kasha and Chernoff and Grunts uh, and Tops, they get into, no, is that right? Yes. They get into the APC and start heading down towards the, uh, to the museum slash college to take the position that Jonesy had uh, had Overwatch on while Jonesy goes up to the castle. And then the Nazarene and the Warta under um, the other Wozniak uh, brother are going to clean up at the depot. Um, Tops does make sure that they call up um, uh, Sam and the truck to hitch and get, the mor get some of the red legs in the group to get the mortar secured and... Uh, get it um, taken back to the compound. So, um, yeah, that's the rail station was taken. The principal characters moved to the next phase to make sure that uh, any attempt on Yosef, the uh, Dovodka's um, life is foiled while Jonesy is already up um, at the castle and he is able to get by uh, since uh, he has... You know, they radioed ahead from from the the checkpoint to the gate at the at the castle. Uh, Jonesy gets Hall at least uh, stable to a hospital, uh, bivouac or whatever set up field hospital to get him stabilized. And then he and the rest of his group, uh, which consists of a couple of Polish soldiers and Wilkins, uh, get into the castle and head towards the quote unquote throne room where he hears a commotion.
Well, Jonesy, being Jonesy, sneaks in and sees five people setting up like an ambush. Uh, so he does what uh, a good spy would do and toss a grenade. Um, it does damage them and you know, kind of knocks them down, knocks them prone. Uh, they generally fail their uh, coolness under fire. So he calls the other guys up and a firefight ensues where Jonesy kills one and there's four remain. Uh, Wilkins kills another. And then uh, in the next, they they don't get shot. And then Jonesy kills another one. And yeah, so uh, the last guy break, you know, kind of breaks and is taken prisoner more or less. Um, though in a quick interrogation and they seeing that he is a traitor, I think one of the uh, the Polish soldiers with um, with Jonesy just shoots him. So um, and then they kind of look like they stop and ambush, uh, and then they head upstairs. It seems. So um, so when they head upstairs, they see uh, this guy Major uh, Major uh, man. What's his name? Well, it's a it's a major they had met before. And they kind of suspect that he is a KGB plant. He has been shot. Um, actually, as they're going up the stairs to work to the, the sort of apartments of the um, of the Davodka and where Marion and maybe Adam um, Zeminski, I think, who is the bodyguard, are up. They hear shots coming from up. They head upstairs. They see this major coming down, and he has been shot. Um, Jonesy says, "Well, I guess this is what we're going to do." Um, so Jonesy hits him, but doesn't take him down, but then the sniper shoots him in the chest and puts him down. Um, so, yep, Marin's guards come down, Adam Zeminski comes down the stairs and they secure, uh, Yosef. It seems that, uh, he was protected well enough. Um, I kind of ran that combat off to the side, uh, and I was going to, I wanted to see what would happen, but, you know, apparently, and the dice was with the good guys and, Yosef was not assassinated. The major, a KGB, the major who was a KGB mole, tried to take things into his own hands. Probably called by his superiors to take care of it, since things were going south. So, um, yeah. So it's interesting. So uh, he finds a pistol from the major and finds one of those 1990 Nokia phones. So somehow there is a satellite service i don't know i haven't really explained that one but i'll have to figure that out meanwhile um the other guys get to uh the university and turn off and grunts uh they see the, the they see basically uh, a truck a russian truck being um loaded up there are two guys there are a total of four people there two guys carrying um boxes and two guys like you know on you know on the side of the vehicle uh, one, an older gentleman, and uh, they pile out of the APC, that is uh, Chernov and Grunts and Kasha, pile out of the APC with tops kind of uh, sitting on top, and um, uh, Ronson annihilates the two, <laughs> the two in the back. Um, Kasha shoots one, and it kind of, that person drops, uh, losing their coolness under fire, Tops and Grunts combined to kill a guy who had like a submachine gun. And then Chernoff uh, moves up to the guy, an older gentleman who says in Russian, do you know who I am? Chernoff says, I don't care. And he stabs him. And that guy goes down and Chernoff finishes him off. So they find a lot of um, 
So back to Jonesy, uh, he finds a lot of papers in the mayor's office. Um, and then we kind of did the thing for, for Hall. But, um, and then we kind of left what was going on with the ones at the, who stopped the KGB from trying to get out of Dodge. Um, and um, they have a lot of stuff in the back of the truck. Like all these papers are strewn everywhere now um, at the back of the truck after Ronson unloaded. And there's a, it looks like at least a generator and some other electronic equipment in the back of the truck already. Um, but uh, yeah, they didn't get very far. Um, everything happened so fast, which is good. I think, uh, again, the characters took action. I definitely had a plan in mind and a timeline uh, that the players did not know, and they preempted it. Um, and the KGB tried to react to it, but instead of being proactive, they had to be reactive and the players had planned for that contingency. So, you know, I did try to throw curveballs, and um, this kind of reminds me of uh, the discussion in the latest uh, a podcast from the good friends of Jackson Elias, where they talk about peril and throwing curveballs, and uh, how Scott Dorwood said he loves to throw curveballs, and I did throw curveballs, but uh, I would say the players um, hit at least a double, if not hit it out of the park. They you know, I don't know if they read my mind, but um, they kind of had a good plan. So you can't fault them for a good plan, and you can't fault them for the dice rolling in their favor, right? The Jonesy and them could have fallen into an ambush and gotten shot up. Um, the players could have just sat on their heels back at the rail station, and the KGB would have gotten away. But um, that's kind of what happened. So that actually, all that happened in one session. Um, that we finished the assault on the rail station. We had the firefight at the at the checkpoint, and the firefight inside of the castle um, with another firefight. So four combats actually, another firefight uh, at the at the museum or the the university. So it was very exciting a session that one. And we picked up a couple of weeks later. It is um, you know the morning of of the eighth day in Krakow. Um, day 22 after the Battle of Kalitz, as uh, Amy, as Kasha has written down in Kasha's precious journal. Uh, Jonesy was arrested and detained as he left the castle by the Ormo, and he finds himself uh, being uh, interrogated by someone who finally showed up, who was another player in town. He is the general who leads the Ormo. Um, his name is uh, Bauhaus Shikov. Shishkov, uh, or call him General Shishkov, it's probably easier to call him that. But uh, he interrogates Jonesy and Wilkins separately, and Jonesy definitely gets a sense that he would not mind being the leader of Krakow and might call on them later um, to get rid of Yosef, the Devadka, if he becomes a liability. So they definitely don't trust him. They, Jonesy finds him, sees that he's a ruthless individual. So uh, what are you going to do? You just gotta find out who's next in charge, and it seemed to be the mate, the major, um, who turned out to be uh, sort of working with the KGB. So now they got to look to see who else would be around to take over if the general uh, suddenly finds himself at the wrong end of a knife, um, courtesy of Stefan Chernov, who seems to be our local assassin. Um, although Jonesy has done his fair share of shooting KGB in the face, so um, yeah. There we go. Um, they kind of 
find a lot of gear. And actually, in this last, this next session, uh, the session we did, and and one of the players did thank me for having them go over all this stuff because they found a lot of stuff uh, from the rail station, which had to be divided between them at the Nazarene and the Warta. And then they found a lot of stuff there with the um, uh, with the KGB, including you know four pistols, a, a very nice you know nickel plated Tokarev that uh, that the leader of the KGB had some some submachine guns, a pretty nice small but nice armory. Um, they got a generator now, which is probably like a twenty-two kilowatt uh, generator. Nothing super big, but enough to run their operations. Um, they might have to scrounge around in the museum to find, you know, that sort of tower that's linked to these phones um, somewhere in there, unless they have it in the back of the truck. Um, so there's a lot of stuff we need to process. Uh, definitely uh, during some downtime, Chernov looked through the notes, some of the notes that he recovered from the KGB hideout and found that there is another arrival KGB group that is directly looking for Operation Reset. Um, so... So, you know, there's there's definitely some things to be done. Um, we have a lot of, uh, still a lot of, I guess, plots in motion. Uh, they, I would say they they probably have done a great deal to, so what they did is they definitely gave um, that mortar to the army because they can use it better, the Polish, the Ormo in town, the, the, poli the, the Polish you know, army that is kind of in charge of security for Krakow in exchange for, you know, something that could be easier to use to defend the compound, some, uh, some you know, machine guns and plenty of ammo. Uh, NATO ammo is hard to find, so um, even the, so, so actually the M249 had been confiscated, but they gave it back and give back the ammo because they don't have any use for NATO ammo. Um, so that was kind of a good thing too. They, they've really been good at negotiating with the forces in, in Krakow, and uh, yeah, there is definitely, definitely plots to continue, I guess. I, um, so we'll see how this goes. Um, Kosh is still eyeing the helicopter. Making They have really good friends with the Warda. I think there is a plan now to uh, go with the army to assault some of these marauder caches outside of town and make sure that Krakow is secure. Meanwhile, in town, uh, Kasha wants to now might have some people who are now displaced and can help with the hospital. Um, and she definitely wants to get Maria back to her kids. Um, and then we have the sort of, well, what are we going to do about Marion, who doesn't want, doesn't like the way she's being treated by Yosef? Um, but uh, Amy, as Kasha, couldn't find a way to get her separated from Yosef, who's probably very distraught of having you know, two assassination attempts in two days, um, both, uh, stopped, but, uh, still, um, he, he couldn't, she couldn't get Marion out of there. So that's another plot that she has in mind. Got to get Marion away from, from a, a potentially abusive, uh, lover. So yeah, a lot of, uh, stuff going on there. Um, and again, this one's less, less martial this time around, a lot more talking and a big sigh and, divvying up the loot type of session, but uh, all good. That's where we're at. Again, I think they're, you know, they got back to the compound, uh, rested, then kind of worked did maintenance on the vehicles. And for example, Grunts uh, fixed his, his rifle, which had suffered some damage during the fight. 
um, others, you know, Kasha was looking around and treating patients, and uh, Chernov was looking through the journal. So, and then Jonesy, uh, Jonesy was trying to secure and negotiate with the Warda for some of their gear. So uh, it was good. It was good downtime, and now here we are, uh, 4 p.m. on August 8th, and they're going to get back together and see what they're going to do, um, how they're going to plan for their next phase and their assault against these marauders or uh, how they're going to take over Krakow. Well, that's their update, and uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll talk again soon. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it. No call-ins, just a Krakow update. And uh, the cover art usually is by uh, my wife, Amy. Um, I don't know if I'm going to... I probably won't switch it out. Who cares? Um, So... The music intro and outro is by T.J. Drennan, and I didn't have a lot of other interesting musics uh, in here. So, um, again, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take us out, T.J.